It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we're back. Welcome once again to the playground. Uh, we're really on quite a rampaging train here. It's like <laughs> two and two months. <laughs> that is a lot of podcasts for us. You're hearing the uh, jubilant and infectious laughter of my very good friend and podcast partner, Arik. What's up, Herb? How are you? I'm I'm good. Uh, today is my son's first birthday. Oh my god! Are you kidding? Isn't that cr- isn't that like shocking? That is. Yeah, I'm speechless. Yeah, it's it it's crazy. It just does not seem like it's been a year. Are we allowed level. to say his name on the podcast? Or do you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, happy birthday, Akiva! Happy uh, birthday, little Akiva! Yeah, I love him so much. Uh, I wanted to to say happy birthday to him, and I also wanted to say that last episode. I would love to talk more about how it's crazy that it's been a year, but also last episode, uh, I believe we shouted out to all of our listeners uh-huh. by by name. Uh-huh. <laughs> because we don't have that many. Well, we didn't mention our number one fan, which is my beautiful and lovely wife and mother of Akiva, Daria. Daria, we're so sorry. Yeah, what a terrible job by me. And I, I made you look bad, Herb, because you're much better than that. What a so, terrible husband and yeah. husband's friend. Yeah, there you go. No, so, you know, Daria and I, we're friends. We socialize, and I, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I think you're friends. So, yeah, anyway... Uh, Daria is avid listener and uh you know definitely want to say thank you to her as well but yeah no it's a, a beautiful day you know as as far as these things can go in the in the time of covid but we had we had a, a nice time um really really nice mostly actually almost entirely due to the work of Daria who did all the decorating made the cake etc cetera, etc cetera. how did um, Akiva like the cake Akiva loved everything I, you know first year birthday parties i don't know if you've ever been to any but they're other than your own and your siblings but like they're not they're not really for the one-year-old I actually was not invited really... to mine uh, only martin was allowed <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too good but you know the, the one-year-olds don't really care but we kind of nailed it on this one I, I feel like i mean again all credit to daria but like the he enjoyed the the decorations a lot he, mm-hmm. he loved the the food he got to eat all the blueberries he wanted which is you know basically all he wanted and he got a collection of really great i mean you know all the presents were like very well received mm-hmm. um i got him a uh, uh i'm very excited about this i've been like wanting to buy this for him since before he was born which is like a it's like a, a miniature vespa push scooter for kids oh neat yeah, it's so awesome. It's like it's metal. It's like so much better than it has any reason to be. It's like a perfect recreation, but you know, tiny sized. And uh, and and he just he absolutely loved that. So that's awesome. And he got like a wooden train set from Germany, and he got some books and uh, and uh, you know a lot of hugs and kisses. And a great time was had by all. So he had a better birthday yeah. than I did. That's really nice. Me too. He had a better birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As it should be. Absolutely, as it should be. So he's, yeah, he's, he's, he had a very good day. And, uh, but it just, it, it, I think for me, the reason why it just doesn't seem possible that it's been a year is because I think it, for me, it's still March 18th in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, you oh, know, half sure, of his yeah. life has been under quarantine, which is just yeah. too crazy. So, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's completely wild. I mean, you haven't seen him. Have you ever, have you been in the same place with him? No, I haven't. That's wild. 
That's right. Yeah, because it just we were too life was too hectic when he was first born, and then you know, I mean, by now you definitely would have. Yeah, but uh, I also feel like you kind of have to give babies a, a couple months, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah, literally it took a little... just sleeping and pooping, totally, and crying. But he's fun now. You 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 need to get over here and and do a a, a, a responsibly distanced uh, meeting because he's he's got a lot going on. He's very fun. You know what, buddy? It's been a long time coming. Yeah, we 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 do need to do something because I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. How how are you doing? I you know sorry. I, I'm I'm not really ready to talk about basketball yet, but sorry for your loss. Yeah. yeah. Um. What do you, what do you got going on? What's what's new with you? Have you you pre-ordered a uh, a thingy thing, right? A PS. Yeah, I've uh, got 7, a, an Xbox Twelve. What did you get? Don't tell the don't people. act all cool like you. No, nah, like I don't know. You got to yeah. wait. Hold on. I really did love that story. Did you see that? Like the so that you you pre-ordered an Xbox Series X. Yes. But did you see that uh, the Xbox One X sales were up like 750% because... This is probably already like super confusing to uh, 80% of our listeners. Uh, Uh, So just just for some background, uh, the naming conventions of the Xbox consoles are like needlessly complicated. So you have the Sony consoles where it's just like playstation playstation 2 playstation 3 play you know through 5 so it's very very simple very simple just get the one that's one more than the one you'd heard of before and nintendo they always have like a brand new totally uh, we wii u is maybe slightly confusing then switch though it's like you're not you're not mixing that up yeah and everyone knows what it is because they're they become such phenomenons and they're so kind of unique (laughs) and distinct like (laughs) no one's accidentally buying a wii u when they intended to buy a switch no, God, no. I hope not. Sorry for you if that happened to you. Microsoft, uh, their first console was the Xbox. Right. Do the, the whole thing, because this is so confusing. Yeah. So they first they did the Xbox. Yeah. Then they did the Xbox 360, Makes which no had sense. a uh, sub-derivation called a Xbox 360 Slim. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Then, for the subsequent generation, they went with the Xbox One. Yeah, so the Xbox One was not the Xbox One. Yeah, no, that was technically the Xbox Four. Three. Four. <laughs> three, four, yeah. Three, four, yeah. Depending on how you want to categorize it. I would say three. Then they came out, they came out uh, like, halfway through the console cycle. They came out with, like, a super-duper Xbox One, and they called it the Xbox One X. Because more Xs is cooler. Yeah, and that yeah. had 4K capability and more power, and I got one, and it's great. I love it. Um, so it that's the good, Xbox yeah. One X. Yeah. Then... But now... Then, no, no, no. After the oh. Xbox One X, they came out with a in-between, like a tweener console, like a little bit really? more powerful than the Xbox One, but not as powerful as the Xbox One X, called the Xbox One S. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do vaguely remember that. Okay, so we got the Xbox One X, Xbox One S. Not at all confusing. And again, neither of those are the Xbox One. Yeah. But they're so also now, not the Xbox One. Anyway, now, with the new generation, they call it the new uh, the new iteration has out of the gate two models, which is kind of a new thing. And, and Sony is is following uh, following suit, but not in exactly the same way. We don't have to get into that. But there's essentially there's two models. There's like the super duper extremely powerful five hundred dollar one, which is like going to be the most powerful console ever released and that's the one that i ordered and i'm very excited good job. and it's called the xbox series x yeah it's not so, confusing at all yeah it's not confusing it's not like it has 
two and a half of the same words in the name of it. And then the yeah. uh, the slightly less powerful discless version is called the Xbox Series S. Now, the story that Arik is referring to is when the uh, when the Series X went on sale uh, last week. Yeah, last week. Um, the sales of the uh, Xbox One X spiked something like 800% that day, suggesting that a lot of people accidentally bought uh, the current generation console, thinking that they were going to get the next generation console. But... There is a theory because when those consoles go on I, sale, I there's a lot I lost of... you for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah, but you're back um, now. I was just talking about Xboxes, so it's probably, it's probably yeah, okay. it's totally fine. But I just wanted to let you know. Okay, I you just and I'm sure you're going. Herb, are you there? I'll cut it out. I, I said hello. Hello. I is said it me hello. You're looking for. And then I heard you again. Hello, um, man. That's such a great best? song. What's the best song with the word hello in the title? That one. Lionel Richie no. is not to be trifled with. Incorrect. It's Which uh, one? Hello, It's Me by Todd Rundgren. No. <laughs> I disagree. It's Disrespectfully de- disagree. Definitely still. It's definitely not Hello by Adele, which I do enjoy. And uh, it's not Hello, It's Me by Todd Rundgren. It's definitely Hello by Lionel Richie. Is Hello uh, by Adele, is that the one that's like, we could have had it all, no. or Hello in the Deep? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's Hello from the other side. You know, she like really belts it. It's, it's a fun one. I like Adele. Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever listened to an entire Adele album. but uh, I, I think Rolling in the Deep is like a fantastic song, and I couldn't pick another one of her songs out of a lineup. Hello! You need to listen to that one. It's great. I'll check it out at some point. I'm, I'm I mean, like, old. Know, like, the best yeah, part yeah. about being old like I am is that I don't really care about new music, and I haven't for, I mean, Adele's been around for, what, 15 years longer? Yeah, she's <laughs> not new care. music anymore. Do you know Hello by Luther Vandross? Wait. Yes? Hmm. Maybe Who's not. That? I don't know. I'm looking up some of the other, there, you know, there's obviously a lot of songs called Hello... I am still. There's so Hello far, Goodbye though. by the Beatles is probably you know. Yeah, at the moment I'm yeah. Someone listening to this right now is furious like, that furious. We didn't but Hello that Goodbye one. is a perfectly nice song, but it's not better than any of the ones we mentioned. You know, in my old age, and this is like sacrilege, but what the heck? We're blowing the doors off. What are you about pot. to say right now? Be careful here. I've lost my taste for the Beatles. Wow. I find a lot of their lyrical content to be extremely uh insincere and almost like contrived in a way that i as i get older uh find repellent like not not maybe repellent is the, the wrong word but i am not drawn to it i like i am shocked by this and i <laughs> think you will come around again again i probably will yeah because they are incredible don't like, get me I, wrong i'm not but, I'm not trying to say the Beatles are a bad band. No, I didn't. I didn't feel like you were. You're just saying you personally are not uh, interested in listening to them at this point. Exactly. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I'm definitely a Beatles guy, and I mean the Stones are fine, but I'm definitely a <laughs> Beatles guy. And but my dad has always maintained that uh, had I been alive in that era, I 100 percent in his mind would have been a Stones fan and would have like hated the Beatles. What's the uh, explanation? That I'm, you know, I'm usually part of the counterculture, not the culture. Um, sure. You know, that I'm usually... Sure, Mr. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're not supposed to say last names. I'll bleep it. It was, it was your rule. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, so I, I don't know if he's right, but he's always been very sure of that. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, the Beatles, I, I mean, I'm not in any way uh, objective. They were very important to me from a very young age, but I find myself not even really being able to believe that they were four real people who met each other. Well, I, I can believe Ringo, but there were three real people <laughs> who, who met each other and, and, and formed that band. It, it, just like, it just seems impossible. When you think about the amount of time that they were together and yeah. what their output was, it's really yeah. staggering, even if you take yeah. into account all the stuff that people tend to forget, like uh, you know George Martin and Jeff yeah. Emmerich and, and the massive, massive uh, uh, amount of manpower that they had behind just, them to help we'll, build them up but i'm not i mean they wrote those songs and yeah do you think we'll ever see what, what one of the things that i find fascinating about the beatles i i just don't know that will ever happen again I, I, I well i think if it any... happens again it'll probably be in a different medium or like a dramatically well, different genre of music let me tell you like, i think logan thing. paul is maybe like the beatles of okay 20. that's <laughs> the dumbest thing you've ever said but it, th- uh, this is the specific aspect that i wanted to draw your attention to which is that when the beatles started they were a boy band their their original yeah, but, music I mean, is pretty back then rapid. like boy that yeah sure the fir- the early Beatles albums are like the most commercial like boring I mean I enjoy it you know it's poppy it's fun but like where, where do they, they start getting good for you no I like that early stuff but I would say that what I, the point I'm trying to make is that they were very mainstream they were very uh, cookie cutter in some ways they were very like basic they were the best version of that maybe but they were very like they were just a really solid you know, mainstream band and then rubber soul and revolvers start to come out and then Sergeant Pepper. And they just like take that and go completely out there. Right. They just create all of this psychedelic music. They completely change their sound. They become a, a, an artistic band. They become like a critical band. Okay. Yes. Artistic. And yes, it is great, but it was still, they were still making commercial decisions. They were never trying to subvert. No, no, they did. Yeah, for sure. But they still like, they went, they went in a. They went from being commercially acclaimed to being critically acclaimed, while, as you point out, maintaining their commercial acclaim. Although I would argue that, that maybe have, has something more to do with the fact that they were already the Beatles at that point. But my point is, is there any analogy to that with any other artist? Like, if Britney Spears suddenly put out like the critical darling record next year, like the Pitchfork lose their mind gasm. No, you know that is that is not. See, see when you say stuff like that, huh. that they were like a boy band of their era. Yeah. It's not a fair comparison because it's not an apples to apples comparison. And that era, all known music was huge and there was much less like genre diversity. So right, but they were the ones who created that. That's my point. Yeah, sure. Like they, I, they moved the culture forward in a way that I just don't know that anyone, like it seems to me that people they get who way too in, much credit for that. Maybe, but to whatever extent they did it, I just can't imagine anyone that mainstream today taking that level of risk and moving things in that way. I just don't know that that's going to happen again. I, I just I can't think of an analogy to it, and maybe you can. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing a lot of some things. But I, I to me, it's it's pretty. John crazy. Ramiro making Daikatana. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a random deep cut. I was like, what is uh, no one who's listening to this going to get? Care What's really about, annoying or, and esoteric? You know, <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about that is that that all those games that we we had, like these white whales or whatever, they 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 eventually came out, right? Like mm-hmm. Duke Nukem Forever came out, mm-hmm. like Daikatana came out. They were all terrible, 
<laughs> like yeah. Prey came out. Like, were any of them good? Was there any like vaporware of that length of time? I think that Prey hyped? is probably the one that's liked the most. I mean, Prey is it, the best one, right? Yeah, but nothing that like justified the uh, that level of. I mean, Duke Nukem Forever was like how long? Like it was like almost twenty years. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, that's crazy. And that's, I don't know if you played any of that or watched any of that. That's one of the worst video games ever made. But also, they basically, someone bought the studio. They finally ran out of money and time, and someone right. bought the studio and yeah. was like, we're just going to put this out. So it's kind you of like. We just have to re, 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 you know, get our money back, right? Whatever we can. Yeah. It's like all those like smile bootlegs from the 60s that people mm. were putting out. It's like, this isn't really smile. This is like everything that he had done but you don't know what the man ha- would have assembled if he'd actually finished it you know right so smile came out eventually no smile was eventually recorded in like 2005 with brian yeah. wilson in a completely different band and it's very yeah. nice but okay. who knows what like top of his creative bright powers brian wilson would have done if he hadn't had China- a complete mental breakdown yeah chinese democracy came out chinese democracy came out and it's awesome people really like it right <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people like it. There's a really funny device it. in. Um, so you know, there's like a bunch of sequels to the novel Train Spotting. Uh, yeah, I do know that. Yeah. So w- one of them is called The Blade Artists, and okay. in it, the character Begbie. Do you remember him? The guy that Robert Carlyle played, the kind of psychopath dude. Vaguely, I haven't seen Train Spotting in a long time. Begbie in Train Spotting is. Uh, one of the only main characters who doesn't really do any drugs, but his drug is sort of violence. He's extremely volatile. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, in The Blade Artist, it's set like 20 years or maybe even longer after the events of Trainspotting, and he's become the successful artist in America, and he does sculptures that are just like mutilated celebrities. Okay. And he's highly critically respected, and... Uh, the character has no actual tastes. He's just, like, you know, exercising his, like, violent impulses. And one of the ways that it's reflected, it's it's very similar, actually, to the uh, American Psycho. Uh, okay, which I his, love. Yeah. His only, uh, the only album that he listens to when he's doing his sculpting is Chinese Democracy, which he <laughs> thinks is, like, the most brilliant album ever made. <laughs> so, on the same note, but, like, the exact opposite... Did you see this thing that that Zack Snyder is so they he's making the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League but they're doing reshoots costing 70 million dollars? Yeah. Like I don't That's actually very very appropriate to be in this conversation because you know you know what these things all have in common is what inevitable Fandom? disappointment. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I you believe I'm on record. Yeah, I believe I'm on I'm on record. As saying that I think Zack Snyder is the worst director, like, working today. Like, Hyperbole much? No, no. He, I'm not being hyperbolic. You can name anyone else I think Zack Snyder is the worst. Like, I, I actually, like, am, like, angrily hate his movies. So, like, I, I mean, You don't I think, think he's, he's ever made a single good movie? I think that the best movie he made was Watchmen, which is not great. Okay, that's fair. Like, um, I, I think that Sucker Punch is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, I think I've heard that, that movie's terrible. I've never seen it. Oh my god, it is so awful on so many levels. And fundamentally, I, he angers me with his like intent and style. But at any like rate, you're like they are, foaming at the mouth on your infant's <laughs> birthday. Is he, they is he are going to make anymore. What is he? Name? They're, 
No, he's a toddler now. The uh, they are going to make an uh, th- th- so for those who the uninitiated when when Justice League was getting ready to come out, there were persistent rumors. We're, we're explaining a lot of stuff that no one really wants explained. To I want to explain this because I find this fascinating. Okay, please continue. Which is just that that the fans of Zack Snyder b- believed that there was a Snyder cut, quote unquote. Of Justice League, a movie that is pretty universally med. Did right? you watch it? No, I did. It's bad. The, yeah. So, but there was supposedly a Snyder cut. Mostly, it was just supposed to be extremely long, which some people bow down to the church of long movies somehow well, make them better. I am aggressively not in that camp. The rumor was that it was going to be um, Darkseid as the main villain instead of uh, what's to say Steppenwolf, who's <laughs> okay. More obscure and a little bit more generics. At any rate, there was supposedly a cut of the movie that existed that was amazing. And if only the studio had had the guts to release that cut, (laughs) the cut Snyder always wanted, (laughs) then then Justice League would be a, a masterpiece. And my thing is, so, okay, so HBO Max, in need of, you know, eyeballs on their streaming service, is like, yeah, we're gonna release that Snyder cut. Uh, we own Warner like, Brothers. Oh, crap, it doesn't exist. Oh, crap, There's it doesn't exist. Money. And now they have to create it for $70 million. Which well, I mean, that's just the just... latest, too, right? Like, there's more money that they've put into it, I believe. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it didn't exist. Like, they're just basically making a remix of the movie for the, you know, like... 4chan incel people who want I don't know if that's who really likes uh, the Zack Snyder movies that was uncalled for just, but whoever it is who likes Justice League they're just I mean, gonna I don't like think that's completely out of line <laughs> I mean uh, I love Gal Gadot so I'm happy for her she's Presumably she's, she's a fine her. actress you know and there's no shame in taking a role like that and to be honest of all the DC films that Wonder Woman Wonder Woman people love that one probably yeah, the, and the next one looks good um I haven't seen any of them. I made a, a pretty early. Yeah, because usually movies that take two years to come out are really good. <laughs> well, it's COVID. Who knows? But it I was made supposed a... to come out before COVID. Okay, I made a I made a pretty early decision that I was not because because it was Zack Snyder who was basically the the Kevin Feige or the whatever of of Joss Whedon or whoever of the DC universe. I was just like, I'm out. Like, I don't want to watch any of these movies. I already hate his movies. I also hate Christopher Nolan. So the DC you in general. Hate Christopher Nolan. Well. I hate is maybe a trifle stronger. I hated uh, what's that terrible movie he made uh, that people like that's so incredibly stupid. Oh, that's all of them. Uh, no, what's the one that's especially that way? Uh, uh, Three hundred. No, the ones with the that's Zack Snyder. What's the the one with the, oh. the dreams inside the dreams inside Inception. the dreams? Inception. That was garbage, and uh, and I thought that um, the Batman movies were decreasingly interesting. Uh, I think Dark Knight Returns is or what, what's the second one? Dark Knight Rises. Which one's the one with Heath Ledger? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. It's okay. It's not great. I thought people really overly praised that movie, and then I thought uh, the third one was terrible. Um, Batman Begins was all right. The Dark Knight was all right. The third one I did not like at all. I thought See, it was I actually really liked the third one because oh, I thought so they boring. really went for it. Ugh, I disagree. Like, the Dark Knight, I, I think that movie's overrated. I don't dislike yeah. it as much as you do, but I do I think... Don't, I don't dislike it. I just think it's meds. Overrated. 
I agree. I don't think I, I, yeah. I think I probably like it a little bit more than you do, but I do agree that it's overrated. Okay. And um, I, you know, that's like that's a movie. I think Heath Ledger's in the movie for a total of like eighteen minutes, and and people he's just basically the reason why everyone loved that like yeah. three hour superhero movie. He did a great job. Yeah, you could do it. You okay could do a movie. cut of all the boring, dumb stuff in that movie, and it would be like ninety minutes long. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally agreed. What I liked about The Dark Knight Rises, the third one, is that it is just completely bananas. They went, you know, the Joker was kind of the safe, sexy villain, and that's why everyone loved the movie. And then in Rises, they went with Bane, who is the worst Batman villain. I don't know why people keep reusing Bane. Every time they want to make anything with Batman, they're like, let's bring Bane. And it's like, who is so excited about Bane? Yeah, but then you got that, like, awesome Tom Hardy performance. And I don't know. I just Tom I really Hardy was enjoy decent. that movie. I think Bane is lame. And I think that, like, Batman has one of maybe the best rogues gallery of any superhero. Spider-Man's is better. Okay. One of, I said. Uh, and, I, you know, Spider-Man's is great as well. But, like, yeah, that's a great example. If they just kept making Spider-Man movies, like, they didn't use Doc Ock. They, they just kept using, like, the Vulture over and over and over again. And the Vulture's better than Bane, honestly. I'm trying to think of, like, Electro... What's the... What's the uh, the guy with the, the electric powers that Spider-Man fights? He's so dumb. There's like, two. The, There's Electro and the Shocker. The Shocker is the worst of those two. If they just kept using the Shocker. Very, very every, well used in Homecoming, though. In every Spider-Man. Yeah, great. You use him a little bit. But, like, every time it's effing Bane again. And it's like, I just i am tired of Bane. But I'll, And Catwoman was fine. But, like... It's just Bane, was really long. Bane and was really completely boring. reimagined in that movie from yes, like, he his is. roots. Yes, he is. He's certainly not the uh, and South think, American drug addict. Yeah, of, uh, because of because they wanted to do that, and because they wanted a very specific type of villain who didn't really fit the template of other the other Batman villains. That's why they chose Bane because they were able to kind of if they had done that with uh, a more iconic Batman villain, it would have been, been really controversial. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was really long and boring. But Inception, I actively hate. So, you know, because uh, I hate movies. We've talked about this before. I hate movies. That, someone's just going to cut out that clip. I hate movies. And just be like, done. <laughs> but no, I, I hate movies that pretend to be smart. Yes. I like dumb movies. I like smart movies. I don't like movies that want to convince you that you're smart for having watched it, even though they're dumb. And that's what Inception is. There is nothing to discover there. There is no deep meaning. There is no amazing conclusion. There's nothing going on there. It's got a lot of cool visual effects that are very cool. But Buster Keaton also did them in the fucking 30s. Or Whoa. The, the 20s. Yeah, it's sorry. So that is it's okay. unnecessary. We're an explicit like, podcast now. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, the sorry to Herb's parents. But uh, oh, My dad uh, doesn't listen to this. That's You're right. Sorry, Herb's mom. Uh, I don't know if you care about swearing. But if you do, I'm mm, sorry. She's fine. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, so like, I just, I just, I don't like that movie on any level. It, I, it really angers me that kind of movie because I'm just like, you, you really are want to pat yourself on the back and feel smart about this. Like, this if, is I so was, if I was, if I was, Tenant, charitable. I've heard the same thing about Tenant. Yeah, I'm sure Tenant looks really boring based on the trailers. But Tenet if I was awful. to be charitable about Christopher Nolan's films, because I, I do agree with you that there is this sort of like. Uh, empty pseudo intellectual quality to his thank films. you yeah and uh-huh, and yeah. i feel like a lot of people approach them like they're these mind blowers but really what he does is he kind of for the most part i think there are exceptions but he comes up with these like 
kind of intriguing premises, and then he they completely kind of like dissolve. He either just sort of abandons them, or he makes just them adds really complicated. More layers that undo the point of everything he seemed like he was trying to do. Yeah, but yeah. I do think for a certain type of audience, it's kind of fun to have those questions asked if, in the sense that those kind of premises are think, thinking about them as questions without really needing the answers. And he does a kind of like, I mean, I, I, I can see how you take it as being sort of disingenuous as like, it's a dumb movie that's trying to be smart, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, people love those movies and do they like, <laughs> they do love them. Do they raise people's intelligence? Probably not. But are people... no. But they make people think that they do, and that's what's so upsetting about it. I don't. Who are I you don't to need. Say? I don't need mysteries to be resolved, right? Like at all. I just need the person making it to either know what the answer is, but not share it with us, or know that they don't know and are pose interesting questions, right? His, like I need... his movies are some of the biggest movies that come out. I and, know, and that. In that field, you're talking about, like, Marvel and Fast and Furious and, like, Transformers. Yeah. And, you know, I love the Marvel movies, but they're not they're not Right, but what's worse, just leaning into something being dumb or pretending something is smart? I think if something isn't aggressively, like, you know, there there are movies that have, like, really kind of, like, uh, hateful ideologies, like Trojan horse in them, like, often unintentionally, like... Nolan films, they're not they're not racist, they're not misogynistic. No, they're not. They're not. Like, they're not. They're not so bad. what's the harm? They're, they're, there's I just it's okay. That's a very ridiculous argument. Basically ridiculous. you're saying if something is not actively harmful, I can't have we were I thought we were just talking about movies here. You're right. They are not they're not on the same level as like, you know, I'm, we're not I'm having reacting a about Facebook pitch, right now. The pitch of emotion that you've brought no, in this it's conversation. In the context, Don't treat me like it's, I'm being ridiculous. In, in the context of a discussion about film. It's like when you say, "Uh, oh, I hate this basketball player it's like yeah that's that's I don't coming we're know not too far them. away from that i don't okay. hate them in real life i just don't like the basketball player you know what i mean so it's like I, I i hate his movies in the context of hating cinema i don't think that they're evil i don't think that they should be illegal i don't think that they're destroying society i just personally i like lowbrow art and highbrow art and i don't like this weird middle brow let me try to convince you that it's something it's not art and i think it's it's better to just be honest with these things, and I think that it's disingenuous, and I don't like it. Did you uh, like Memento? I, I apologize. I've actually not seen Memento. I thought that one was um, pretty fun. I, I should see it. but And I have also haven't seen... One of his films is in the Criterion Collection, uh, his first film following, and I haven't seen that either. But, what about... Um, uh, did you see Interstellar? No. no. After Inception, I haven't seen any of them. So I actually haven't seen that many of I've his movies. I've heard Dunkirk is fantastic. I haven't seen it. I've seen all three Batman movies, and I've seen uh, Inception, and I think I saw The Prestige at some point. But like, I want to make two points before we move on to basketball. Yeah, well, I want to first of all say, also he remade Insomnia, which uh, is I've only seen the original, um, but that's interesting to me. I would kind of like to watch his remake, but I bet it's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's kind of toothless. He like, but uh, I I do want to pull back and just because her put me in a very weird <laughs> corner and just say like, obviously I was being, you know. I was having fun with a discussion with my friend. You put me in a corner. I'm not. I don't actively think like you know. I think it's bad. You're not advocating for the public execution of Christopher Nolan (laughs) for crimes against humanity. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think we should send him to the Hague just yet. 
I have I have friends who are smart people that I really yeah. respect that love his movies, and I'm way more aligned with you. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm also like, <laughs> go have fun. Why not? Um, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, I see your point. Like, and I do see your point that it's like it's kind of harmless, but. I just, for me personally, it's a feeling I hate when I'm like putting energy into a film and realizing, oh, this there's nothing there. It's just pretending that there's something there. There's nothing there. I should not waste my time contemplating this. That's just not my favorite feeling. Anyway, please continue. I want to make two points. Okay. Uh, Just because I didn't get to tie a ribbon on the Xbox thing, I just want to say. Oh, my God. (laughs) There is a prevailing thought that perhaps um, scalpers who used algorithms to try to uh, oh, Hoover up as many Xboxes as possible. Sure. Uh, accidentally they got, they created. Got, uh, that's great. I hope yeah, that's true. Accidentally bought a bunch of those Xbox One Xs, and that would be hilarious. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. And then, um, if you were alive in the '60s, I don't think you would have been a Stones or a Beatles fan. You would have been like, you would have been the annoying guy who's like, mm, the Pest Velvet Underground album is Doug Yule's <laughs> after Lou Reed left. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! Both of those, uh, both of those, rude, way too mean, <laughs> rude, but also amazing. Yeah, they, but you're right. I would have been like, I would have been that third guy talking about the Velvet Epping Underground. Everyone would have been like, "What? Who are? What band are yeah. you talking about?" <laughs> like, what? I would have been like, "Oh, they got like you know when Modest Mouse got mainstream, and it's like I can't listen to them anymore." Yeah, yeah, that would have been you when like Transformer came out for Lou Reed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I abandoned him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. oh lord, how long? In, okay, I think we're thirty-five minutes in. Should we talk about basketball? <laughs> God, do we have to? Nobody really wants us to. That I know. I don't know if your fans want us to, but my fans, you know, want us to. I I think I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about uh, some of the stuff that happened to the teams that didn't make it to the finals, and mm-hmm. then talk about the finals. But we're recording this after game one of the finals has been played. Yeah. And it was easily the least compelling finals game of, well, is that fair? There have been some pretty uncompetitive finals. I mean, the the first time LeBron made the finals was pretty toothless. Yeah, that was 13 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what time frame you were going to put it in. I think I said 15 years, so, yeah. Oh, well, then that. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, uh, That's actually an interesting question. Worst finals in the last fifteen years. That's what. That's the time period we're talking the about. The last. So the last Cavs Warriors one was pretty bad because that. But the Cavs game team one was nothing. incredible, though, right? The game one was really was was very compelling. You're right. So so if, let's see. So we got fifteen years. So we're going okay. Lakers Lakers Cavs four. Oh wait, last. So last year was Raptors Warriors, which was which was good. Um, I'd actually kind of put that at like a bottom tier one. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Because the Warriors didn't really have a chance. Because of injuries, yeah. Yeah. But okay, it was, yeah. Are we just going to go backwards? Yeah, I'm just going backwards. Should we just uh, rate them on a scale of 1 to 10? We can. Okay, so what do you give that finals? Warriors-Raptors, like a 4, 5? Yeah, I'll, I'll say 4. Okay, Warriors-Cavs, 4. A 4-0 sweep by the Warriors is like a 3. 4, a 3, yeah. You uh, like basketball more than I do. Warriors-Cavs, 3. A 4-1 win by the Warriors. You're right. That was the first Durant one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even was... remember that finals. So oh, was that the that's... first Durant one or the second Durant one? That's the first 
Durant one because they lost in 2016. To Durant, Durant won two with the Warriors, though, right? Durant, Durant won two with the Warriors in 2017 and 2018. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the first Durant one to me is like a 3 2 because they had no chance of they had losing. had no chance. 2016 yeah. is like a 9. I mean, that's the one where Cleveland won? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the seven gamer. Yeah, that's a nine yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was Warriors. Great. Warriors. Cavs won. Cavs. <laughs> the four two win. It's like a six. It's a fun one. Right. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was when the Warriors were still. Yeah, because Durant it hadn't was a gone fun to the Warriors. Warriors. They were this homegrown yet. fun team. Yeah. yeah, that that was that was great. At, and at the time, it was a lot of fun. Spurs Heat two, which is like an all timer, right? No, wait. Spurs Heat two is the boring one. I like that one a lot. I think that's like a seven. It's it was entertaining basketball, right? That's the pinnacle of Spurs beautiful basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I'm gonna give that one an eight. That was great. Spurs Heat one was like the Ray Allen miracle. It's like a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thunder Heat that was not great. Yeah, that one was kind of boring. That's probably a four or a five. Mavs Heat is like a ten for me. I love that's like an eleven. That was so much fun. It's like a fifteen. I love that thing. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers Celtics 2010 is a great series, but it's such a horrible ending. But I would still say it's like a nine or a ten. Yeah, I, I think you know, personal biases aside, you have to you have to rate that one pretty highly. Yeah, Lakers Magic is better than people remember. Five games, four one, but yeah. yeah, five games. But they were all pretty competitive. But it's still like I mean, it's a five or something. You know, mm-hmm. nothing great. Lakers Celtics 2008 uh, twenty two. A classic, yeah, I, I love that one as well. And then we get back to 2007, Spurs, Cavs, 4 nothing, which was a terrible series. And before that is Mavs. Mavs Heat, Heat which is a great one, right? I yeah, mean, that's a good one. Spurs, Pistons in 2005 is, I mean, it was heartbreaking for me at the time, but, you know, seven games, Robert Ory, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 2004 is, is, we're now past Pistons. Years, so Pistons beating the Lakers, yeah. But Pistons-Lakers is one of my all-time favorite finals, yeah. So, so it's really the... Kevin Durant really broke the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that Spurs seriously that that 2007 Finals was terrible. Sure. Like so, the game one 85 76, game two 103 92, game three 75 72. Ugh. Game four 83 82. So there there were actually some close games, but like four game sweep, very low scoring, very boring. The Cavs were a one person team. Like it was just they were just. Oh. If the, so, the, the, the what does the Lakers Eastern win by today? Uh, like twenty, I think, and I think the final score ended up being so they won by eighteen, but yeah. it really wasn't that close. It was um, not close by halftime. They were up by quite a bit, and they never yeah. really and they were like over thirty for a lot of the game. But but in garbage time, the Heat caught up a little bit. But it was like it was a complete blowout, and it was not really fun to watch. The yeah, announcers kept talking about the brilliant performance rebounds. by the Lakers, and it's like, uh. Tyler Hero, yeah, no, the, the yeah, I mean, Adebayo really stunk it up. Well, he only played in half the game. Oh, yeah, because of the blowout, right? No, because he got injured. Oh, he got injured? Yeah, Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo both got injured. And Butler, play. also injured. Jimmy Butler injured, injured but kept playing and hobbling around. Dragic and Adebayo both had to leave the game oh, for okay. most of it. Um, well, there you go. I didn't watch the game because I didn't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was my son's birthday. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just 
I'm just kidding. But and I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad uh, we have a representative here who's half paying attention. That um, does make more sense that it was so so so. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I was like, really? Like the he were pretty hyped, especially by our boy Zach Lowe. Yeah. Uh, he's not actually our boy, but we wish he was. Uh, coming coming in, you know, like they were pretty hyped. And so, do you feel like it was because of the injuries that that happened? Yes, I oh. think I think that because Dragic went down first, and he's he's been extremely he's been important so good for them yeah. to what they do, and he's kind of like the head of the snake at least for the offensive attack. And, and then, he's what took them up a notch, right? Like his rediscovering yeah. his form, yeah, yeah. And then obviously Adebayo, Adebayo is like, like their best player. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had watching the game you know and i i love uh mark jackson and jeff van gundy and uh not as cool guy who does the games with them is it mike breen it's mike breen yeah yeah um i always forget because he, he's like generic announcer guy right no i like zach breen. i'm like damn i just did to myself but i was looking at zach lowe's prediction of lakers and six as i thought about that but yeah no i like mike breen he 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 does a good job of like mike Getting them back to something sensible at times. My my only my my point is I think they're all great, but I also you know their job is kind of selling. Right, it's hard to sell game. a game like that. No, yeah, and they were doing their best, and it was yeah. just like on top of everything. You know, it's this this blowout, and the Heat have no chance of coming back, and it's kind of right. sad. Jimmy Butler's hobbling around. They're trying their best, but you just you know if you lose two of your three best players in your team like the Miami Heat, you have literally no chance. Unless, they have no you know, chance. Yeah. So, and then you have like are, you know Mark you know. Jackson and Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy talking about the you know the clinic that the Lakers are putting on. And it's like this is like the easiest game they've played probably the whole time they've been in the bubble. Um, right. So my question to you: Let's say that hypothetically, and I really really hope this doesn't happen. Um, so I'm not trying to invoke this. Uh, uh, just it, it is it's out there. It's a possibility. Let's say hypothetically that one or both of Dragic or Adebayo can't come back. And the level right. of competition that we see is about what we saw in this first game. And right. the Lakers cruise in four games to a championship. Right. Will this have been the worst final of the last... How far back did we go? We went back 15 years. Will this be the worst finals of the last 15 years? Probably. I think, yeah. I mean, I think you could go back 30 years. <laughs> There's not... Yeah, you, I mean, I... I I guess, you know, it depends how it goes, right? Because if you think about it, this is actually very similar to what happened last year, right? Like, mm-hmm. the the by the time the Warriors played the Raptors in the finals, I mean, Kevin Durant was gone. Uh, um, uh, damn, what the hell? Uh, Clay Thompson had Clay uh, Thompson injury. Clay Thompson was gone. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean... That it just wasn't gonna market to Marcus Cousins. It's just like it, the, half the team was injured, right? Like, well, they they lost two of their all star, all NBA talents. But the difference would be that the Warriors had an awful lot of all NBA talent. Um, they still had Draymond Green and they still had Steph Curry. Yeah, and they still had a pretty decent and Sean uh, Livingston at the near the end yeah. of his time. And but so that's the thing. It depends, <clears throat> you know. The the once those guys lost didn't you, because the like, thing is the, the can Warriors we play the tape back? Won. Didn't you say that finals was like a five? <laughs> yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. It depends how this finals go. The point I was trying to make is that it depends what happens now. If okay. somehow, like but let's say my that, hypothetical was if no, each I game goes. Sorry. Y- yes, but I'm not buying that hypothetical. Yes, that's obvious. I'm just <laughs> saying that like if if Adebayo and Dragic don't come back, 
and now it's Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow and uh, Jimmy Butler slightly hobbled, right? Mm-hmm. And they win a game or two and push the, in a couple others, and it goes six. And it was never really in doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, wow, okay, Jay Crowder has a big game, you know? Like, Kendrick Nunn comes back. Myers Leonard plays again and some does some, anything of value, right? Uh, um, then I think it would, it would be in that five range and the, the, some of the other finals from the last 15 years or 30 years certainly would, uh, would be much worse. But, you know, if, if it's a 4 nothing sweep, you know, every time – if you look at all the 4 nothing sweeps, I mean, you know, the, there, there are different kinds of sweeps, right? But all the 4 nothing sweeps are not particularly great, right? Yeah, those are generally the worst finals for sure. Yeah. I mean the the 2002 finals between the Lakers and the Nets not a great finals, you know that the, there's there are like a variety there are other examples from the past, um, but but if you look at like the the sweep of the Golden State Warriors by over the Cavs in 2018 still has that first game that we'll be talking about forever. You know LeBron played out of his mind and obviously the biggest you know uh, melt you know uh, mind. Uh, uh, men, you know, mental breakdown, uh, mental lapse the of all JR time, Smith, maybe uh, in, in J.R. Smith. Play, yeah. yeah, but like that four nothing sweep is fundamentally very different than the 2007 finals or the 2002 finals over the Nets or the 1995 Rockets Magic finals. You know what I mean? Like, the, was that a sweep? That was a sweep. Yeah, yeah. kind of a, kind yeah. of shocking given that the Houston Rockets that year were not that good. Uh, you know, but uh, they had Orlando your boy, Magic Clyde uh, Drexler. They did have Clyde Drexler. Uh, Clyde is not my boy, but uh, Former well, I wasn't a Blazers fan back then. Oh right, uh, you know the the uh, the Sonics are my forever team, as you know, and so not a fan of. I mean, I was not. I don't not think a fan I knew of, that. Stop it. <laughs> the the Sonics nineteen seventy nine four uh, one win over the uh, Washington Bullets clearly the best NBA Finals of all time. But you know, and I'm right. totally I'm going to go all Arik talking about Christopher Nolan. And be super cynical and say that uh, I am highly skeptical, and I hope I'm wrong because they say you can't overreact one game. But right. if these injuries are serious to Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, yeah, who are over. players that I have really enjoyed watching, even after they tore my heart out, threw it on the ground, and yeah, what's a uh, where's Goran Dragic from again? Slovenia? I is it not Croatia? Maybe it is Slovenia. I don't think he's Croatian. Um, anyway. I'm going to look it up while you talk. From he an Eastern Slovenian. European country. Whatever traditional dance they have in Slovenia, he tore my heart out, threw it on the court, and did a traditional did Slovenian that dance, dance. on it. And then Bam Adebayo yeah. uh, did something awful to the <laughs> Can I give you a trivia remains. question? Sure. There are six franchises in the NBA today uh-huh. that have never made the finals. Never made the finals? Never played in a finals. Okay. You want me Can to guess what they are? It. Yeah. Uh, so one would be the Timberwolves. Correct. Uh, the Hornets. Correct. Um, okay. So everyone in the Atlantic has made it. I got two out of six. You got two out of six. You got four left. This is going to be very unrivetting. Uh, Clippers, radio. obviously. Clippers, yep. Have the Kings made it? Yeah, they've won actually. Oh wow! They were not called the Kings at the time; they were called the Rochester like Royals. 
1951. Okay, so Clippers. Uh, the other two I said that I already forgot. You said the Hornets and the Timberwolves. The Hornets and the Timberwolves. Um, this is like going to become very uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Give me. Uh, I, I and for the sake of not making this uh, podcast just completely die in the moment, either give me a hint or just tell me what the other three are. Uh, well, one one of them is from is an ABA team. Uh, so so that's is it the Nuggets? Yeah. Wow. And uh, one of them uh, has one of them. Well, actually, both of the other ones relocated at least once. Um, one of them from another country. Oh, the Grizzlies, yeah. Yeah, and the last one, uh, someone playing in these finals is well-known for having played for this team. Uh, of what team is he from? I'm not telling you. This is too obvious at this point. <laughs> uh, and they relocated. Or Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Western Conference. Uh, I give up. Who? The Pelicans. Oh, duh. See, I should have, <laughs> should have known that. Um, By the way, there are, I'm not going to make you guess, but there are, so there's six teams that have never made the finals. Uh-huh. And there's an additional three, four, five currently existing teams who have never won a championship. So, so one is the Suns, right? 11 teams. Yeah, one's the Suns. The Jazz. The Jazz, the Nets, the Magic, and the Pacers. Wow. So that means that there are 11 teams or more than a third of the league that have never won a championship, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, the highest percentage of the league to not have won and the highest percentage of the league to never make the finals of any major of North American sport. The league is broken. Let's change I mean, in, 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 in baseball, there's one team that's never made the World Series, and I think you know who it is. Is it the Phillies? <laughs> no, it's not it? the Phillies. It's my oh, Seattle yeah. Mariners. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my Seattle Mariners, who've had like four winning seasons in their entire history, but uh, that's not true. But four playoffs uh, appearances. Yeah. So that's all. You know, very they didn't. The Seattle Mariners, by the way, didn't have a winning. They started in '79. They didn't have a winning season until the '90s, until like 1991. They're horrible. You know, they're we horrible. Were, I, I was talking with our Jeez. our buddy Scroggs, who roots for uh, Minnesota the, teams, the Minnesota Twins, who just lost their 18th straight playoff game. Yeah, they haven't won one. I think it was he said 2004. Yeah, the Mariners haven't been to the playoffs since 2001, but continue. Sure, yeah. So I guess maybe they're more snake bitten. I don't know. At least Seattle. Well, it's had... a good question. It's like, what's worse, to constantly get there and fail or to just never get there? I mean, the, the Mariners have literally made the playoffs four times in the entire, you know, 30-something, wait, 77, so that's what? 20, 43 years of existence they've made the playoffs four times is it also fair to say if you live in if you're from an area where you've had great success in other areas does that diminish the impact of one particular team not being super what's successful? the great that we've the sonic the the seahawks have won one super bowl and but, but they and have been a very competitive team yeah but they were like terrible until like a decade ago right when did um, they make that? When they, they did that have that token one. Was it like 2000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Was, I think it was the 2006. But they, the, the, and, and to be honest, the, they are the most popular team by far in the city. Uh, but uh, the and the Sonics were very good in the 90s and obviously won the championship in 79. Yeah, so it's... It, you're Seattle right, Storm you're, is in the uh, WNBA finals. 
Seattle Storm has won three championships, I think. But the finals is starting in like a couple days, and they're one of the teams in it. Like they're one of the teams days. in the finals this year? Yeah. Hey, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. I've been trying to keep up with the, like, where are they even playing the WNBA games? Like, what? But where is that bubble? They're playing it in the, the Oracle Arena. They are not. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, like, do you have any idea where they're doing that? No, I don't. Right? Like, it's really weird. Oh, yeah. So it's Storm Vegas. It's the Las Vegas Aces versus the Seattle Storm in the uh, in the WNBA Finals. That's cool. Go Storm. Yeah. Maybe you should watch some of it. It'll be more entertaining than this NBA Finals. It will be way more entertaining. And I, I actually... Go back to what we were talking about. I was really into the first Storm title team. Like, I, I watched all those games. Like, I was really into that team. They were great. What year was that? Oh, God. 2000... It's early 2000s. What year was that? Let me look it up. It was 2004. I was going to say 2004, and then I didn't want to be wrong. Should have just said it. Would have been right. Anyway. Wow, the same year that the Twins last won a playoff game. <laughs> that team in 2004 with Lauren Jackson and, oh, my God, they were great. Sue Bird. They were a great team. Oh, Sue Bird was on that team? Sue Bird, yep. Sue Bird and yeah. Lauren Jackson were the, the two main you know main stars that I remember. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that team was great. They won in 2004. They won in 2010 and 2018. By 2010, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't watching as much, and I have honestly paid no attention in 2018. except If they win this year, them. should we get matching uh, Seattle Storm tattoos? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but we should, get, we should get matching Seattle Storm merch of some kind. Uh, you should get, like, a hoodie. I really should get something. I like the Seattle Storm. They're, you know, the only basketball team that still says Seattle on their jerseys. They um, they had those like just sort of like all purpose WNBA jerseys that a lot of the NBA players were wearing at the start of the bubble. Um, I remember that, yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool, and I was tempted to get one. But there's this like very bright neon orange, and that's just hard to pull off, especially when you have my like complexion that goes from uh, you know, ghostly white to fire engine red, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on the weather and how much yeah, I'm exerting. Myself. You are not a man of melanin. No. Um, uh, let's just talk a little bit about some other NBA stories because we do have to wrap up. We do. We're long. Should Doc Rivers coach the Philadelphia 76ers? More than Mike D'Antoni should. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why they would even consider hiring Mike D'Antoni. That seems like a, I mean, he's a big name, but what a, I mean, he's a great coach, but what a terrible fit for that team. You know, when they made the offseason moves. Elton Brand, new GM, gave a ton of money to Alf Horford, gave a ton yes, of money to um, Tobias Harris. Yes, he did. Uh, got Jimmy Butler to leave. <laughs> uh, maybe it's not his fault, but Jimmy Butler has said that the lack of uh, clear leadership and hierarchy is part of the reason why he didn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, and we kind of said, well, let's see how it goes. Uh, if he hires Mike D'Antoni, can we reasonably say that he's probably not great at the job? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously what happened with uh, Brian Colangelo was both upsetting and sad. Yeah. I mean, with his wife. But, like, I, he was a good GM. <laughs> and, there, and Elton Brand might someday be a good GM, but there's no real evidence yet. Oh, man. Like... You know, a lot of teams are Sans coach right now. Sans, yeah, great word. Some, sometimes it is 
the right move. Um, but more. Well, you often and I texted than not, about this. Firing Doc Rivers made no sense to either of us. Yeah, I think the Clippers. That was like a panic move. But you know, they're locked in to everything else they have. You know, um, they they. Yeah, that's they true. Have one more guaranteed year each of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They have then, all the people yeah. that they have hired, and they literally have no one else that they can they have sign no or trade for unless they are willing to, you know, kind of move something essential because they have no. They gave everything up to get Paul George. They really did. So then they have a disappointing. I mean, seven games, but they they were expecting to be finals contenders, and and they they you know they lost to Denver at least Western in the Conference finals. Contenders. Yes, where they've never been. I um, think if they, yeah, exactly, which is crazy, by the way. But I think if they had made the Western Conference Finals, he keeps his job personally. But um, yeah, and I think like yeah, I think you're probably right, and I think you would agree that because uh, you already said it, that it's just the craziest, most foolish thing in the world. Because yes, yeah, I mean what he's good at. The Clippers are the perfect type of team for Doc Rivers to coach. Like yeah. people really respect him because of all his time in the league. People know that he's a winning coach who won a championship. Um, yep. Yeah, players respect him, and uh, plus, I mean, obviously, what he did specifically for that franchise during the Donald Sterling era, but also like he honestly, like I, I heard what you know he told whoever about what he told Balmer about what the problems were, and I, I agree with them. Like they had a bunch of people who got sick or didn't, you know, they they did not benefit from the bubble. Mm-hmm. They had a chaotic season where both of their main guys were kind of not there much and they didn't have a lot of time to get a lot of chemistry. They were just starting to come on right when the season stopped. They were, you know, that, like I said, you know, Lou Williams didn't want to come to the bubble. They had a couple guys who got COVID. They ha- had, you know, the chaos of the, whatever Lou Williams went to a strip club, which everyone wants to call a gentleman's club, which is such a weird term, but like, I thought it was know. a chicken wing restaurant. <laughs> and like, you know, they just, they just didn't, you know, Montrez Harrell, like people just didn't show up. Like I, that, this was like the most obvious, like run it back next year. But on the other hand, to your point, they don't have a lot of time to play with. And the only lever they could really pull is the coach. And you don't want to be doing that in season. Right. It's it's but who are they going to hire? It's so Kyrie? true. Yeah, the, the, that's, that's the question because if they're having chemistry issues and there are these rumors that the Paul George thing is really rubbing other players on the team the wrong way. because oh, really? Other players don't think that he deserves like, kind of superstar treatment that he gets um yeah so you know you you see there are are sort of cracks in the armor with the chemistry of the clippers and what who are they going to hire to come in and galvanize that team like it doesn't work that way no no single entity as a coach with or with their staff is going to be able to clear all that up you know the best chance they really had was sort of the consistency of doc and someone who'd been there who could kind of keep guiding the ship it wasn't it wasn't his fault that things went the way they did but now to completely cut the head off of the leadership on a team that is frustrated and disappointed and is going to have so many eyes on them for falling short man it's yeah i i I do not envy whoever they hire and it's probably not going to be the right choice they're probably going to do you know what they should hire mike d'antoni (laughs) <laughs> that's honestly not a horrible idea that's a way better idea who the hell are the who the hell are the rockets gonna hire by the way they built their entire team for mike d'antoni the rockets might as well hire bill parcells <laughs> i mean they're just done like With I don't, that roster what are you gonna do yeah it's so crazy it's like you built your entire team around a coach like you kind of needed to just go down with that ship like i don't 
like there's no they've just like gone all in to the point of like i mean i think they're done to be honest and you do too but i I believe but like that's it's just it's kind of amazing like the windows close fast i just hope no team hires stan van gundy because they'll tell him that he can't tweet politics anymore and i Stan van gundy has been a delight it's true I, I kind of want someone to hire Jeff Van Gundy, but I don't think he wants to get back into coaching. I think he's too old, too. Is he that much not the same age as Stan? Isn't he younger than Stan? Is he? Because he started coaching before, right? Yeah, he did. Jeff Van Gundy is 58 years old. He's only 58? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, he looks like he's 105. He looks way older. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, a he classmate of Jody Foster's. Stan Van Gundy is 61. Jeff Van Gundy was younger than us when he was coaching the Knicks. That's wild. Wow. That's absolutely um, wild. But at any rate, I would... Hi- don't I, do the I math would, if you don't know how old we are. I would uh, like to see Jeff Van Gundy get it back into coaching, because every time he talks to Zach, I'm like, oh, he's learned a ton, and he's a great coach. I'm yeah. Gonna Someone's going to hire Mark Jackson, right? That's where this plays out. That's that's a good point. Um, he seems like a good candidate, and actually, the Clippers. That's probably. I mean, that's the kind of guy they Although need. He had chemistry problems. That was his deal in Golden State, right? That was what Steve Kerr solved. Oh, that's right. And Jerry West is over there, right? Jerry West is a, is their main consultant. They're not hiring Mark Jackson. Yeah, they're not hiring Mark Jackson. So okay, so Goran Dragic had a left foot injury, and Bam Adebayo has a shoulder strain. Mm-hmm. Oh, plantar tear for Dragic. Oof. Not He's coming back from that, right? Not going to be playing, I don't think. I mean, it's the finals, but Adebayo will be reevaluated on Thursday. When is when's the next game? Friday, I think. Friday? Wow. Oh yeah, I guess it's every other day, right? <laughs> Friday. <laughs> it just seems like a really long time from now. But I, you know, you know, did you see that? By the way, before we go, you saw that uh, Adam Silver said that the next season probably won't start until sometime in. Late winter, early spring, twenty twenty one. Oh, I, I thought it was a little bit more like I, I didn't realize he was that specific. I just heard it wouldn't be in twenty twenty, which didn't surprise me at all. I think he was saying February. It was the last I saw. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. Well, but the 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 thing is, they're not planning on coming back until they can have fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, uh, that's that's their plan, and if they're going to hold out on that. Uh, we probably won't see another. They'll probably have to wait until the standard start time of NBA and miss a season if we're yeah. lucky. They would have to skip um, an entire season probably, right? Yeah. I think they're going to have to figure something else out, as every other sports league has. Um, but they can't do an 82-game bubble. No, I, and they won't. They'll yeah. probably do what the MLB and the NFL yeah, have done. Yeah, a really to, shortened season, right? Yeah, to some success. Um, or... Maybe just kind of do like a like a twenty twenty one NBA tournament season, something kind of like the bubble, uh, but st- structured. You know, you have like a you have like a hyper abbreviated regular season tournament style thing. Make every game matter. You know, I think That'd they could figure so something interesting. out. Well, I can't wait to see and uh, to follow along. Wait, with wait, all wait, of it wait, with wait, you. wait, wait. We haven't even talked about the Celtics got to give me five minutes yeah go for it let's finish on that five minutes on the celtics i'm just gonna go to sleep here everyone else can do what they want <laughs> no please please continue my friend i just want to say uh i know a lot of people uh you know if, if you read 
Boston Sports Media, or if you talk to some of my friends, uh, people are extremely disappointed and upset, and they blame Gordon Hayward, and they blame Brad Stevens. Uh, if the Celtics had made the finals, they would have been the youngest team to ever make the finals. Wow, and I did not know that. people who are saying, well, they've made the conference finals three out of the last four years, so this is a major disappointment. There were circumstances uh, around some of those appearances in the conference finals, uh, in conference finals where they really didn't have a chance to advance past LeBron teams. And uh, even though Jalen played in all three of those and Jason Tatum played in two of those, those guys are really, really young. Like, again, Jason Tatum was like a rookie in his last conference finals. And then, um, and he was great. He was great. But to say that he's like a, like a failure because he's made it twice in his first three years and, hasn't made it to the finals yet is ridiculous. Michael Jordan was in the league for like eight years before he made his first. People finals. always forget that. Yeah, yeah. Like it takes time, and like the Celtics had an awesome season, and they lost to a really, really good team that just figured out how to play. That really benefited from having some time off. That got amazing performances from both young guys and vets that all locked in and gelled. And there's like no shame in that. And uh I thought the Celtics were awesome. I'm looking forward to the future. I don't, you know, there's obviously going to be like some roster moves and some questions to be asked, but I think fundamentally this team has like a lot of great fun pieces and to look at the season as like a disappointment. I mean, if Miami like now loses in four games in a row, obviously it's like frustrating that they didn't make it to the finals, but I I just I thought it was a great season and I just want to be on record as saying hats off to Miami for the job they did, but also, thank you, Celtics, for uh, a tremendously entertaining season, and I'm so grateful that they have uh, so many of the young, talented players they have. Rah, rah. Uh, yeah, the only thing I would add to that is that it's always hard to tell when you have a when you have a team like the Celtics. It's always hard to tell if their coach is Doug Collins or Phil Jackson. And <laughs> I, I, you know, Brad Stevens seems like a great coach. Is he the coach that gets them? Uh, over the hump we won't know until we find out right he definitely got out coached by spolstra and uh i mean nick nurse is a fantastic nba coach yeah um but it felt like it took brad uh it took him like two games to make adjustments that you'd kind of want like a coach to make in one game um and that was definitely the case with miami like miami's game plan just completely mystified the celtics um and they won two games uh, before we were able to win one, and then they just responded quicker than we did. And you have to put that, um, you know, if, if you look at, if you, I don't know how much you watch those games, but certainly Celtics' effort and some of the on-court decision-making contributed to how uh, we fared in those games. But you also got to wonder, uh, yeah, how much of that do you lay at Brad's feet? That's, a, that's an excellent question. That's a very fair question. If it's me, I, I think the guy's, done a phenomenal job in boston and i would certainly give him uh at least another season oh um, for sure yeah, yeah no no you definitely don't fire him now I, I i think you reevaluate next summer but if they have another kind of it, it really depends on the situation but if they have another flame out next year and it also feels like he's been out coached then i think you start to ask the question because he's been there for a pretty long time uh but i think you it's at least one more season and if and you know like I said, it really depends on what the circumstances are next season. But yeah, you know, I, I, we'll see. I mean, there there are. I, I don't mean to say that everything is a hundred percent positive because there are definitely signs of like 
was it the bubble getting to the guys or not? But there's definitely some signs of like tension within the team. Obviously, they had that huge, huge uh, blowout fight after game two that was very public. But just watching those games, you can see there are a couple guys that are just constantly sniping at each other. And then, for example, you don't see that with a team like Miami at all. You see it with the Lakers because LeBron is sniping at everyone around him, but you don't really see it <laughs> with the Heat. <laughs> is does does Hayward have one more year? Well, he's got an opt-in, and he'll probably opt-in. But that's I would fine. imagine, right? Yeah, no, he's I don't that's care. great. If he yeah. he was playing great till he got injured again, I mean, he just needs some consistent health, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think with what their options are outside of Hayward, um, I think I th- I think bring him back, and especially because for him it's going to be a contract year, and I'm sure for the entire league there's huge question marks around Hayward, so he's got a chance to make himself a lot of money. So yeah, bring him on. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. <sighs> well, Arik, I really miss you. I'm sorry yeah, that the NBA too. Finals are trash, but happy yeah. birthday to your son. Thank you. Do you have any other shout-outs that you want to do? No. Uh, all of our loyal listeners, especially my wife, thank you for making it this far. And uh, we love you, and we hope yeah. you're staying safe. And uh, uh, Akiva, if this happens to be your first Playground Rules... Uh, your dad does have some cool friends. <laughs> <Now you know. laughs> yeah, he's met all of them. Oh, Ouch. damn. Mean. Just mean. Okay. okay. So yeah. uh, have a great <laughs> night, everyone. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do one more when the finals are over. And um, we, We'll podcast whenever you want to talk about it. I mean, don't, this podcast does not have to be about basketball. But anyway, we can. Yeah, maybe we could do uh, some movie ones over the summer. Maybe we could. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody.